Good day, everybody. We are in week 15. That is crazy to say. Ian beat me in the fantasy playoffs last week. You're lucky you're still in the podcast, by the way. Well, good, <laughs> good morning, Ian. How is your fantasy going for this week? Uh, it's going pretty good right now. I mean, playing the one seed, um, mm-hmm. Carson, uh, you know, going into that game, I think it was like a 26% chance to win. Yeah, and then loud. Josh Allen just overperforms. Aaron Jones overperforms a little bit. And he had Eckler. Uh, Robbie Anderson and Devontae Adams all bust yeah. in terms of points. So, I mean, for me right now, it's looking good, but obviously we still have a full day of football. I just need all yeah. my players to reach my projections, and then I'm good. All right, we will start with our game prediction. First game we have here is Chicago at Minnesota. Both of these teams still have a shot. It's weird. Both these yeah. teams at 6-7 and seven still have a shot at the seven seed. Meanwhile, if you'll be 6-7 and seven in the AFC – you're maybe <laughs> yeah. You're you, pre- you might, you're probably out. Yeah. <laughs> you have three teams ahead of you for that seven seed. Yeah. Um, this game, yeah, this game will move the winner is seven seven, and the Cardinals could definitely um have a challenge this week against the Eagles, who sort of Jalen Hurts brought life to them. Um, yeah, as I said, both them or whoever wins this game will be one game behind Arizona, depending if they win or lose that. Minnesota's won five of their last seven, and Chicago has lost six of their last seven. So, like, I feel like momentum coming in this is a big thing. Chicago's been absolutely awful over the past seven weeks. I'm going to take Minnesota 21 to 17. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Chicago 28 to 21. Mitch Trubisky put up some really start-worthy numbers last week with three mm-hmm. touchdowns and 267 yards. I don't think he had an interception either, nope. which is really cool to see for, from him. Then we move into somebody like David Montgomery, who had 113 yards and a touchdown on just 11 touches. Now, I know you were playing – it was Houston, right, who has, I think, third or second-worst rush defense. Yes. Yes. But then you're going into Minnesota, who's not you know, an extreme amount better uh, in terms of their defensive line. I think if you give Montgomery a bunch of t- a bunch of touches, more than eleven, uh, like he did last week, I think he could definitely put up those numbers again. Uh, Minnesota is really buried in that defensive ranking, like I was saying, uh, passing and rushing. They're pretty average, a little below average, I think. Uh, and I think that's going to be able to show. Allen Robinson is going to have a big game, which I really don't want to see in terms of fantasy <laughs> points, but I think it's going to happen. You can't deny that. And uh, I-, I think Chicago is going to win this one. All right, moving into KC at New Orleans. Do you want to start? Yes. I think Kansas City takes this one, but that's really going to depend on the QB matchup we have here. Uh, Drew Brees haven't, hasn't played a game since Week 10, and he's yeah. playing without his threat, Michael Thomas. Uh, Mahomes, on the other hand, fired three interceptions in their win against Miami last week. He can't turn the ball over this, uh, this week because of how high-powered and close this game can be. If no surprises happen, Dalton Kamara plays this out. And, you know, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill play as Travis Kelsey Tyreek Hill. I think Kansas City is going to win this game 28-24. Yep. Um, I really just don't think the Chiefs can be beaten right now. Look, Mahomes threw three interceptions last week, and yet they still put up 33 points. Um, the Saints get Breeze back, but they lose uh, Michael Thomas in this game. And I really just don't think the Saints defense can neutralize Mahomes in this offense and which can turn the ball over three or four times a game and still score 30 or more points. I'm going to take the Chiefs 30-23. to 23. All right, moving into – we have New England at Miami. Uh, Cam has just played absolutely awful this season. 
he's missing really easy passes and he's sort of deflating their drives completely. Um, if you put a good Miami defense in that mix, and I really don't see this going well for yeah. Kim Newton whatsoever, nope. I'm gonna take Miami thirty-one to seventeen. I think here's where Bill Belichick needs to shine as a uh, head coach that has played this team, you know, a bunch of times over the course of twenty plus years. Uh, a rookie quarterback and a team he knows after all these years is going to have a big factor. Uh, you know, a lot of coaches like Andy Reid and Bill Belichick and et cetera, et cetera, learn how to play against these young quarterbacks because a lot of coaches have the same game plan and approach for a rookie quarterback. They don't want them throwing the ball 30 times. They don't want them running the ball 30 times, you know, like in a dual threat. Um However, I don't know if Bill Belichick can. Uh, Cam Newton is not playing well whatsoever. Damian Harris is out. James White is, I think, going to be a game-time decision. I think they already announced Tony Michelle as their starting running back. Uh, even for Baltimore, as a Baltimore win in Jacksonville would put them in the seventh seed, uh, I don't think it happens. I got Miami 24-13. All right, moving into our boom prediction for this week. My first one is Jonathan Taylor. Yep. He's coming off back-to-back 20, 20 or more point performances. And this Houston defense he played, Sucks. this Houston defense he plays is the same team that gave up, what, like 8, 10 yards per carry last week to David Montgomery. Yep, 113 yards. Taylor, and... Yeah, Taylor's, Taylor's off like a, I'm pretty sure like a 10 plus yards per carry, maybe not that high, but definitely an above 7 yards per carry last week. Um, He was absolutely dominating last week. And the matchup this week doesn't get any harder. It even nope. gets easier from last yeah. week, which is it's going from Raiders to Texans. Texans have allowed the second most rushing yards this season, and Raiders I expect a fourth. huge. I expect a huge day from Jonathan Taylor. And then my second one is Adam Thielen. Um, last time he was ah. in Chicago, two two touchdowns, and last week he's coming off. I think it was like three receptions, thirty nine yards. It was awful. Cost, uh, one of the reasons I lost my fantasy matchup. Yep. I think he's definitely going to rebound well um, off of last game. He's – I don't know. He's really – they're both – Jefferson and Thielen are both number one targets on that team. But yeah. um, Thielen gets most of the red zone opportunity, so I think that gives him a lot of potential. I think mm-hmm. Adam Thielen will have a boom week this week. My first one's going to be J.K. Dobbins at, J- at Jacksonville. Uh, I have him at 16-plus points. Uh, maybe 15 if you want to argue that. J.K. Dobbins has a touchdown in each of his last three starts, uh, considering he sat out due to being on the COVID list against Pittsburgh. Jacksonville is allowing uh, nearly two touchdowns per game on average on the ground. Uh, and I, I, I'm going to go on a limb and bet that J.K. Dobbins gets another one today. Uh, Gus Edwards and him have been combining for a bunch of yardage. Edwards is, you know, that that bigger frame going into, you know, goal line touches. But J.K. Dobbins as that, like, really elusive, agile back is able to get outside or even just get through and get a lot of yardage after. And I think he gets another touchdown um, and hand him a few receptions as well. My second one is going to be Jonathan Taylor. Um, You know, obviously I'm starting him and uh, I'll – my boom actually has another one of my players in – or my bust, I mean – Jonathan Taylor, a huge game last week against the Raiders, hitting the 150-yard mark as well as two touchdowns. Um, He's going from the fourth-ranked fantasy running back or yardage allowed in the Raiders, uh, fourth worst, and uh, now he's facing the second-worst run defense in Houston, and I don't really see a reason why he wouldn't excel. Yep. All right, moving into the bus predictions for this week, my first one is James Robinson. Mm -hmm. 
despite the Ravens' defense becoming an easier running back matchup the past few weeks, um, I don't think we should have much of a problem today with James Robinson. And I don't think James Robinson will do much in fantasy points against us, especially if he can't if the Jaguars team, the Jaguars offense, which isn't good by any means, can't get down the field to have him punch it in. And I just don't think James Robinson will have a successful day. And then my second one is Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Against Miami and Tampa Bay, who are both tough fantasy matchups, he had tough fantasy ma- both tough fantasy matchups and tough matchups in terms of just straight out rushing yards. He had thirty seven and thirty two rushing yards. This matchup gets absolutely no way easier um this week against New Orleans. And especially with Clyde Edwards Hilaire having a lot of uncertainty certainty with backfield not only backfield share but just his performance hasn't been sort of up to what many people's standards were. He was, keep in mind, he was a first-round running back, first round, uh, late first round, early second round, maybe mid-second round running back this year. And he's completely dropped his expectations. And now he faces this New Orleans defense, who has been a very tough matchup all year. I think Clyde Hilaire is sort of one of my locks for a boss this week. Uh, I just want to make sure, can you hear me Okay. Yeah, okay, because yep. your mic was a little laggy. I just reconnected my Wi-Fi. Okay. Um, okay. My first bus prediction is going to be Chris Carson. Uh, I really don't have a choice but to start him, uh, considering Ronald Jones is on COVID list and a fractured finger. I don't think he would play either way. Um, but ever since his return from injury, he has had a touchdown every week, which does leave hope as a flex option for him. Uh, the football team's defense has been stellar the past few weeks, especially that that defensive line of theirs. Um led by uh, the rookie Chase Young. So I definitely think that he's a possible flex option. Does he get a touchdown? I don't know. Does he get receptions? Yes, because he he does split with Carlos Hyde in that backfield, and they are two pretty pretty elusive receiving backs, and I think that does get him some points. But he is going to bust. I don't think he's going to reach his full uh, projection potential. My second one is going to be Adam Thielen. I know you said that in the boom. Really? Um, and I really yeah. – I hate predicting this guy over the past few weeks. You know, he gets 20, then he gets 30, then he gets 19, and then he gets six on just three receptions last <laughs> week. I don't see him dominating yardage-wise, but I do want to tell you this. Targets are going to line up, and that's why I still think he's a flex option. But usage over his 18-point projection, I think, of what it is right now in a standard PPR league, I don't think he's going to reach that. He's still a flex option because of those targets, like I said. But I, I don't know. I think it's just going to be too close to the game uh, for Adam Thielen to get much room to excel. All right, moving into the bold prediction for the week. I'll start with mine. Um, I have Tom Brady passing for over 350 huh. yards. This has been a rare feat for him this year. But this Falcons passing defense has been awful. And um, Tom Brady, I feel like he needs to get momentum going for his team and his himself. He's been yeah. sort of shaky in his deep passing the past few games. I feel like this could definitely be a big confidence boost game for Brady. And I'm going to take him going over 350 passing yards this one against Atlanta. Yeah, I, I see that too. I see him uh, getting a lot of yardage. Mm-hmm. That's not my bold prediction though. Uh, the odds of us putting the same thing are pretty low for that. That would be awesome. I would love to see us put the same thing for that. Can I take Can I take a guess at you? Go ahead. Is there somebody you already included in No, here? it is not. It's is not a player. Not okay. Oh, it's, it's, it's an entire uh, okay. unit. You go, man. You go, man. I got you go, uh, the Washington football team's defense stuffed the Seahawks. 
holding them to just 270 total yards while picking up another defensive touchdown. Russell Wilson interceptions over, you know, the second half of the season so far and his turnovers since, you know, that fall off of being the MVP leader, uh, race leader. I don't, I I think he's going to get another interception or two today. And I think one of those is going to turn into a defensive touchdown. You know, what did they have? Two last week, I think they put up. Chase Young returned one. Um, I I don't know. I don't know how great Washington's offense is going to perform. But then you bring in the factor that it's the Seattle's defense, and it's like, okay, yeah, you're going to have a pretty big game offensively, even with Dwayne Haskins as your uh, starting quarterback over Alex Smith. Uh, I think Washington wins this game 24-13. I wanted to add that in. But I think their defense is going to be a really big – is going to have a lot of talks after this game. All right, next segment. What needs improvement? We'll start off with the Steelers. You want to go? Their run game. I think their entire team, defensively and offensively, is set. Uh, their defensive line is easily, with TJ Watt, easily top three in the league, I think. Um, uh, and you have a, a good wide receiver core that you bring in, you know, them maybe getting a little distracted off the field. And maybe not putting in a bunch of time, but we have really no way of knowing how much time they're actually putting in. Yeah. Um, but I think overall they're still set. Ben Roethlisberger is still Ben Roethlisberger. He's not, you know, what he was four or three years ago, but he's still Ben Roethlisberger for that offense under Mike Tomlin. Um, and I think an improved James Conner or a better running back in general would help them greatly. All right. Yeah, that is also what I said to rush offense. James Conner, these are th- their three main backs, although James Conner's used yeah. more, more than the others. James Conner, who's their leading back in carries, has a 4.3 yards per carry. Benny Snell, who is their second leading rusher, yeah. has a 3.3 yards per carry. And Anthony McFarlane, who's their third leading rusher in terms of carries, has a 3.4 yards per carry. James Conner had 10 rushes. For 18 yards last week mm. against the Bills. The Sears have not run well at all recently, and it's definitely their biggest offensive liability. They are second to last in the league in rush yards per game with only 89.1 rush yards per game compared to the a Ravens team. No team compares the Ravens in rushing, but the first place Ravens have around like yeah. 170 yards per game. There is a full, what, 80? Almost 100. Yeah. Like yeah, 90 80, there. Yeah, something. Mm-hmm. There is a massive drop from first to last on that list. And it's definitely their biggest offensive liability. Um, and it's what's holding them back from their most potential. All right, moving on to the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to say they're sort of um, – their offense is good. They're sort of average everywhere else. But I feel like their biggest de- their biggest weakness is their rush <laughs> defense. They've allowed 119 and a half rushing yards per game, and many teams are starting to run much more often. Ravens, Browns, Titans, um, many even, teams. Even uh, you put in not many, not really many teams. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say even you put in somebody like the Browns with the Kareem Hunt and uh, yep. Nick Chubb duo. Yep. Uh huh. You got to be able to stop the run to be good in this league, especially with um those few run prominent teams that'll just run it down your throat until you stop it, such as the Ravens. And I just think that's their biggest liability. Yeah, I, I understand. I think their defensive line is a little bit of a problem. Uh, I'm Obviously, their offense is set. Their wide receiver core is solid. Their uh, QB is solid. 
Secondary is fine for yep. now. Uh, I think their offensive line needs a little bit of work. Um, Kenyon Drake can't run the ball because of that line. And Kyler Murray is just scrambling a ton. He just doesn't have enough time in the pocket to get DeAndre Hopkins open or to get Christian Kirk open. And he just, he can't, he can't be having to scramble every other play because of a collapsing pocket. Uh, And that offensive line needs work. Does that mean you get some guards on the outside or does that mean you get a new center to help with that blocking? I don't know. But you do need uh, some form of improvement, some kind of spark on that offensive line for you guys going forward in one of the most yep. difficult divisions, if not the most difficult division in the league. All right, next on, what needs improvement with the box? I'm going to say their quarterback <laughs> play. The box have a um, 64, just, just below 65% completion percentage this year. This is 22nd among all teams. Um, Brady has forced many deep passes this year, and um, I think he definitely needs to change a mindset before these playoffs. I remember seeing a few stats. He's like, he had a very beautiful deep ball to Scotty Miller yeah. last week, but before that, I remember seeing statistics. He was like, oh for like sixteen with three interceptions with passes like twenty yards downfield or more. He was horrific on the deep passes. He was never really a deep ball quarterback, but. He, it was never like he. Yeah, there's run. a reason he's he, um, you know six Super Bowls and yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> but he definitely needs to. This definitely needs to um, improve before they make uh, they get in this playoff push. Not this playoff push, but this playoff run. I feel like that's your biggest liability. Yeah, I uh, I also agree with their quarterback play, but I really honestly think their entire offense is set. I don't think they need a ton of improvement. Uh, you know, in the offseason, I think they just yeah. need to work on it. Like, they need to somehow combine Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette into, a, you know, a running back duo and, you know, get their really interesting wide receiver core with the new Antonio Brown and Scotty Miller, who I didn't even know existed before this year, if we're being honest. Um, I think their secondary is their biggest problem. Uh, their offense is fine all over, and they just need to work, like I said, but the defensive line is great. Uh, we saw Dalvin Cook put up, I think it was his worst numbers. He's put well, our top three worst numbers he's put up all year. And that's because, yeah, Last against week? the Bucks. No, no, no. He had 100 yeah, yards. Yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't anything that he's been, eh, yeah, I guess 100 yards. Yeah. 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 But it's like, it was, you it see was, Dalvin it Cook. It was a little bit yeah, below, a little what, bit he below usually what he gets. usually gets. It was a little bit but below that, what he But like, before that yeah. game, like I think we discussed last week, the Bucs defensive line hadn't allowed a running back go over 59 yards this entire year until Dalvin Cook. Yep. So that defensive line is still good. You mm-hmm. can't, you know, let Dalvin Cook having a good game, you know, tackle you in terms of confidence. Yeah. Um, I think it's just their secondary. Their rushing numbers show, but teams is getting teams are getting by in the pass game, and that's the problem. Yeah. All right, moving on to the Colts. I was more um, broad here last time. I th- or for the Bucks, I said quarterback play. For this one, I'm going to say the passing yes. game in a total. While they rank high in passing yards per game, Philip Rivers is a liability to turn the ball over at any time. He forces passes. He throws defying physics. I don't know what that. How do you even throw? Yeah, like it's that? interesting. Like short arm it. It's very interesting. And the wide receiver on this, the wide receiver core in this team is honestly weak. They have a good thing coming up in Michael Pittman, mm-hmm. but T.Y. Hilton is, uh, gets injured uh, a lot, and Zach Pascal is just there. Um, 
I feel like every other position group on this team is really good. The O-line is great. The running backs, Hines, perfect receiving back. Jonathan Taylor, perfect workhorse back. Their D-line's good with the Forrest Buckner up there. They have linebackers. They have Darius Leonard. They have Julian Blackman. Yep. They have Xavier Rhodes. They're Dolphin. They're, they're Dolphin. I can find defense and Dolphin. What, defense special teams? And offense. Their defense, <laughs> their defense yep. is very good. And... Really, their passing game, even though it looks good on paper in terms of stats, I think it definitely. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I, I kind of narrowed it down just their wide receivers in general. I think Pittman, Hilton, and Pascal is not really working. Uh, well, not working, and like you said, it looks great on paper. Well, I think it looks more than good on paper. It just doesn't look great with yeah. Philip Rivers throwing to those three uh, in game. Uh, Jonathan Taylor and Hines as our as that backfield duo. That's worked. Like the past few weeks, that has really improved and you know uh, bonded. And their defense has put them. Their defense has put them in the playoffs. They didn't have that defense. They they wouldn't be in the playoffs right now. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but they need an improvement in their passing numbers really badly. Yep. All right, moving on like to this. the biggest surprises. Yes. All right. I tried to stay out mm-hmm. of the sort of basic ones. I tried to keep out the Justin Jefferson yeah. and James Robinson. My first one is James Bradbury. After spending three years in Carolina, he's um came to Giants this year, and he's been a really pleasant surprise, and he's a big piece of defense. He's definitely, I'd say, a top-ten corner in this game right now. He's missing this week on COVID list, but he's been really good this year. He's been – um successfully breaking up a lot of passes. He's been really good in coverage. He held DK Metcalf. Yeah, that one was lowest awesome. Yardage of the year. He was only he was only like five five receptions yeah. on 80 yards and I bet at least he one had a lot of yards after catch. Wasn't on the fault of Bradbury. And I'm pretty sure it was Bradbury. Yeah, he yeah. did really I Bradbury Yeah, it was. Bradbury did very well against Metcalf. And I'd say he's my first pleasant surprise. Yeah, we'll go back say, and forth. So uh, my number one is going to be a little bit uh, more in general. But I still don't think it's talked about yeah. enough. It's Miami's defense. Uh, five and eleven, yes, yes. La- ugh, five and eleven, yes, Lear. Five and eleven last year with a defense <laughs> that was not playing well, really whatsoever. Yeah. Miami entered this year with uh, low expectations. Xavier Howard and Byron Jones have kept up hopes, and now this defense can be argued, in my opinion, as a top five defense in the league if they keep up what they're doing. Mm-hmm. All right, my second one, this one's sort of obvious out there, but I really just have to highlight this one. <coughs> mm, yep. Justin Herbert. He was rushed into action week two after Tyrod Taylor had a piece of lung from a team doctor, and he took full and advantage now... of this opportunity. Since then, <laughs> since then, he's one touchdown away from setting the rookie passing touchdown record, and he's having – Rookie years ever, maybe even one of the best rookie quarterback seasons of all time. I'm excited to see what he can do next year with his wide receivers are great. Yeah, really is that big guy. Mike Williams being a more of a deep threat. Uh huh. Um, (laughs) I just hope he gets a new coach, Anthony Lynn. I feel like Anthony Lynn is not a good coach in general. And he's even worse of a coach for Herbert, and I would like to see what he does next year. At the top I have a strong feeling a that uh, Herbert is out there calling the plays just as much as Anthony Lynn. Like, I, I don't think yeah. – I think if he wasn't calling any of those plays, I mean, we see their defense just not doing great because they don't really have anybody that you would assume no. is calling the plays on that defense. But Justin Herbert, the way he's played, I kind of do think yeah. he's probably really 
more of a leader on that offense than we as fans think. My second one is going to be James yeah. Robinson. Uh, I know that you had said you didn't really want to bring that up. Yeah. It's a little bit more bland. Yeah, yeah no, I, but brought this up, is like, I brought this up guys, two words here. Undrafted rookie. Those words do not go great yes. together whatsoever. Uh, but I think for Robinson, it's like he was a first or second round pick. And obviously that's what it shows right now. Top three in rushing numbers, topping 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns this year. He's a guy to watch, like for real. Like I can go on a limb right now and say he's going to be solid for the next three years. Like he's, I'd like to see him on a different team. That's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see him on a playoff team, on a team that has a strong offensive line, on a team that has a better quarterback, on a team that can get them get that he can help lead to the playoffs. I'd really like to see that. Yep. All right, my next one, I have another cornerback going back to the corner <laughs> yep. position. Xavier Howard. In, um, no, I did not have that. that. I just figured you were going to say that. Okay, good. In nine in, – excuse me, not nine. In four seasons before this year, he had combined 12 interceptions. Um, <laughs> he has nine this year, and he's covering very well against premier NFL receivers. He did yep. well against Terry Kill last week. I – if I remember, Terry Kill not have a good game. You keep talking, I'll look it, it was up. Like, I think it was like three receptions. I think it was like three receptions. Yeah. For like he did have a touchdown. He got by the safety. He, it was a deep touchdown. I'm pretty sure it was like three receptions too. for like seventy yards and a touchdown. Huh. Yeah, uh, Xavier Howard's been a really good surprise for this um, Miami defense. And add Byron Jones to that. Mm-hmm. That is a good secondary right there, and that's part of the reason. Why their defense is performing so well? You got anything on uh, Hill? Tyreek Hill. Well, hold on, searching him up on Sleeper because that's where I go to for in-game statistics. Uh-huh. Uh, Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. last week had just <sighs> seven no seven targets for three receptions, but he had seventy-nine yards. Three receptions, seventy-nine yards, and a yards touchdown. And a touchdown. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, those three catches where he's got that really big deep ball. Um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. Byron Jones and Xavier Howard is really great. Yeah, Howard did. My third one is going to be Josh Allen in general. Uh, Obviously, when I say he's MVP frontrunner three weeks ago, I was joking. And now, like, last night's game, and it was Denver's, like, you know, ill defense. Like, ill as an injury and ill-structured. But Josh Allen – you have to compare last year and this year. 2019, he had just 3,089 yards, and he played all 16 games, and he had 20 touchdowns. This year, with two games left to go, he already has 1,000 more yards almost, with 4,000 on the dot and 30 touchdowns. He is stellar this year with Stefan Diggs leading the league in receptions and yardage at 1,314. Um, like I think I said it last week. My bold prediction was – yep, I have it right here. Last week, my bold prediction – was Allen 300 yards passing over three touchdowns, and he's going to enter our watch as top MVP candidate next year. Last night's game, or yesterday's hmm. game, Interesting. MVP candidate. Not only next year, this year. I want to see how Patrick hmm. Mahomes does today because Aaron Rodgers didn't have a great game last night. I think he only had like 150 yards passing and uh, yep. a passing and a rushing touchdown. If Patrick yeah. Mahomes it's, it's doesn't well, do good today for whatever reason, if he throws another three interceptions, which I don't think happens because that just you know is a one a one day wonder for uh, Mahomes in 
bad in a negative way. Uh, I think Josh Allen has a chance to wrap up this year as a strong QB and make a playoff run. Like, I really think under Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, uh, this team, this offense can go to, you know, an AFC championship game. I do think that. You don't think Josh Allen's ever going to get an MVP? Oh, no, no. I, I don't think he's going to get it this year. Oh, not year. this year. No, I don't think he's going to get it this year. I think Mahomes. Future. Yeah. No. I thought no, Mahomes or Rodgers, I, I think, have easily that wrapped that up between those two. But I think Josh Allen is going to get close enough that, you know, he's yeah. going to have a lot of confidence going into next year. And fans and, you know, MVP voters and teams are going to know that. All right. My last one is DK <clears throat> Metcalf. He's currently second in the league in receiving yards. He's a complete game, sh- game shaker. He's a complete game shaker, yeah. and he absolutely dominates. It's insane to see how much he's progressed. He just needs a little bit of work on the hands. But it's crazy to think that this guy fell from a first-round talent to a second-round talent because he had a bad mm-hmm. draft. He lo- he was. I remember he had a, a – um, not a bad draft. His 40-time was pretty good, I remember. I think he just dropped a bunch in the combine, combine but then and that kind of dropped his grade. Yeah, he got to like yeah, he got to like the three cone, and then he got like a absolutely yeah. terrible rank for that position, and now he's. I remember he used to be projected mm-hmm. to go to Ravens in mock drafts, and then they had an awful combine, and he fell into the second round of the Seahawks, and imagine what the Ravens hey, could have had. If we didn't take, hey, this is but the we exact got type of guy. J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> Who have a few years to look out. That's true. But, yeah, I know. It's just our wide but receivers. If, but if, if we got Metcalf, Metcalf, I, I'm sort of thinking this, Metcalf would have been a perfect fit for this offense. Mm-hmm. Big guy. He can block for us. He can run routes. He can catch a jump ball. He can Strawberry literally milk, man. do anything. Um, <laughs> his, his hands are better than anybody uh, his that we hands have. Are better than Hollywood. Yeah, I still have one. All right. Okay, I thought you were cutting it off. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Number four. Right. Uh, I, I saying, think Cleveland no, Browns in general. Right. Uh, a six and ten season in twenty nineteen turned into nine and four and counting. Uh, Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt, and that interesting defense, which is about as average as it can get, uh, but a little bit above. I think this team has been great. Uh, I don't think they go mm-hmm. far in the playoffs. Uh, I think there's really those teams that you have to beat, and that's, you know, the Chiefs, uh, the Titans even this year, um, and, you know, other teams to look out over the Browns, I think, are the Dolphins and Ravens and maybe even Steelers. Uh, so I don't think the Browns go extremely far, but I definitely want to keep watching them the next few years. Yep. So that is all we have for today. Ian, I need. I need to try. The championship <laughs> I hope I can. You beat. You beat. You beat yeah, me. I'll try it. Man. And now I mean, win. because I mean, I'd rather the championship I'd rather team. lose to a yeah. uh, championship That's winner true. than a semifinal. We'll answer. just see how that plays out today. Um. Yeah, it's insane. It's Le'Veon Bell is my running back one in an auto draft. Josh Allen with the thirtieth time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, we, I also need to remember I had George, I auto drafted George wow. Kittle, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins. But the thing is, I <laughs> traded all them away. Look how yeah. that worked out. The only one out of those four players that is really great, well, 
other than Deshaun Watson is uh, DeAndre Hopkins because George Kittle obviously got hurt and so on and so Mm -hmm. forth. So, yeah, I'm happy how that turned out. (laughs) Yeah, my 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 uncle got put in the loser's bracket. He said said consolation matchup. I just called it the loser's bracket for him. I'm I'm yeah, not trying I don't to get um sixth place here. I'm not trying to be a a Ben's comeback yeah, style though. I, I like everybody. I, I I I wish I wish we would have lost last week. It would have been hilarious. So wait, I'll just say that situation real quick. So um, Mikey was. It, it up was. Around, I think it was what, like, like sixty 70? or something like that. Before he had a ninety-nine percent chance to win, and then Nick Chubb and Kareem he Hunt was, combined for fifty, and he lost by. He, he only won by three. And Landry, and Landry, Landry. He there. He had sixty-one points there, and he not even three. He lost nine by or two. two yeah, two point eight or something like that. I don't even know. One four. And Brandon IU yep. had a one second left. Or last play of the game, 19-yard catch. But you also need to remember, if he started Juju, he would have won. And then if if the Ravens and Browns game went into overtime, if Justin Tucker wasn't our kicker, then uh, I think Ben would have won. Yeah. (laughs) He would have. Oh, my gosh. As long as the Browns got the ball first. But anyways, that is all we have for you today. I hope your favorite team wins, unless the you Dolphins are the Browns or anybody Colts else other than the Dolphins. Steelers, because they're locked in. <laughs> yes. Um. Yes. I hope your favorite team wins, unless the teams I listed. I hope your fantasy ben. team wins, unless you're Ben. <laughs> I want my fifth place. And I hope everybody out there has a good Sunday watching their favorite football team and a uh, Merry, yeah, Christmas Merry Christmas. Week. When's the next Sunday? Oh, next Sunday, 27th. Next podcast on the 27th. So Merry Christmas until then, and we will see you next time.